Hello, hello my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for showing up. Um, this podcast is amazing, you guys. I, um, We all are learning more and more how autism is um, is expanding and um, a lot of children are suffering right now. And I am so grateful to have Luminara Sedar on my on this podcast, on our podcast, the Happy Moms Podcast. She's a scientist, a nutritionist, and an autism recovery expert. And over the last 10 years, she has helped hundreds of families and children make steady and consistent improvements in their child's behaviors and symptoms uh, that we call, right, the autism spectrum disorder. Um, and here's the beautiful thing. I can't wait for you to hear this podcast because even if you don't have a child with autism or that's on the spectrum, you are going to learn so much about why we, uh, what about the toxins in the environment, what they do in the body, and how they clog us up, and how they thus really impact our brains, our moods. No matter where you are in this journey with your child, we all are learning and growing, and that's what we want to do. We want to continue to expand. Um, I want you to share, if you know someone that has a child that's autistic, please, please share uh, this masterclass. Luminara is hosting a free masterclass. The, uh, it's called Autism Recovery Secrets Masterclass. It is on Wednesday, January 26th at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, Friday, January 28th, 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific Time, and Saturday, January 29th, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. I'm going to put the link below, uh, but if you all, if you know someone and you know a, uh, you know a, a parent with a child struggling, or on the autistic spectrum, or just needing help with behaviors, this is a must-listen podcast. Um, I just can't wait for you to dive in. So I'm just going to keep it short and sweet today. This is a fantastic, incredible uh, conversation. I learned so much, and I'm so, so thankful that Luminara came on to share her gift with us. So let's go. All right. Hello, Luminara. Thank you so much for being on the Hippie Moms podcast. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, Luminara and I met at a conference recently and I just, first, I love your energy and I'm so excited to bring your message um, to our community. And so before we kind of dive in, I would love for you to just give us a little background. You know, I've already read your bio, but I just love to hear from you. Like, you know, who are you and what brought you into this work? Yeah, well, um, I was trained as a scientist. So I was a molecular biologist, genetics, cell biology. That was my thing. Worked in biotech. And um, and then I had some healing experience with energy work and um, eliminated some allergies that way. And I just got really interested in that. And it's a process called neuromodulation technique, NMT. And so I'll refer to it as NMT and neuromodulation. Okay. Um, so what happened is I went in for allergy treatment and my um, vision spontaneously improved, which had never, ever happened. And I never heard of that before, just literally in the moment. And um, so I worked with an eye doctor 
And she said, well, you have the wrong prescription. These are too strong. And I was like, wait a minute, that's never happened in my life. And so with a combination of seeing the optometrist regularly and eye exercises and going to do NMT, I got um, my prescription decreased by 33%. And, you know, every time I went into the doctor, it had always gotten worse, right? <clears throat> yeah, of course. Cause that's what we think it does, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what we're taught. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, bucking this trend and, and through the process, um, I also got interested in the NMT process which is based on quantum physics. So when I took the training to eventually to um, learn NMT, the first thing was a two hour lecture in quantum physics and the nature of reality, which kind of blew my mind. So cool. um, it spoke to me as a scientist, but also explained how the energy shifts work. Mm. Um, so when I started working, um, I started helping people with allergies and I was listed on a website that, um, sold supplements for autism. So I would work with autistic kids and help with their allergies, but then other things would improve just like what happened to me. So I remember one little boy, he was maybe eight or nine and he went to the chiropractor twice a week, but then he didn't have to go as often after I worked with his allergies because he would hold his corrections. So that's just one example. Um, And then I got really interested in how I love kids. I've always worked with kids and I have my own son who's 23 now. And, um, I, I just think kids are our future Mm -hmm. and we need to do everything we can to create wonderful humans for our future. Yes. And they're going to be our managers and our presidents and our leaders. And so, um, I'm for the kids. So I, (laughs) yes, no kids. (laughs) (laughs) So I started working with kids on the spectrum and I, I, I wasn't as effective as I wanted to be. Yes, there were changes, but then there were also roadblocks And then I realized, so I went to conferences, I studied, I learned and um, long road. And eventually what I have come to, what I'm most passionate about right now is I see the state of autism and I'm talking about the parents who see their kids developing normally and then they regress. And then they're like, wait, what happened? I know my Mm -hmm. child was in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I see what that, I, I define autism as a full bucket, a bunch of toxins in the body that the body is just so broken down and can't get rid of Mm. that. It just loads and loads and loads. And what it does is it disrupts neurological development Mm -hmm. and it disrupts um, immune system behavior because it allows chronic infections. It allows the toxins to sit in the body. And like, it's like, um, think of a traffic jam behind a toll booth, right? And the cars just can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, the toxins just can't move out of the body. So that what I'm most passionate about is opening up the body systems and getting those toxins out. And what I see, Becky, is like within a couple weeks, behavior start to change. I'm already seeing anxiety decrease, eye, eye contact better, comprehension, cognition, speech. No, not all that in two weeks, but that's the beginning that leads mm. to those things. So when you see your child change that much within a couple of weeks um, and you, you see the little steps they can make, it, it's really hopeful for parents. Mm. And um, it also turns on our minds in a way that like, oh, there really was something wrong in the body. Mm. that creates all these behaviors. Wow. Wow. That is just so, so amazing. Okay. So I want to back up just a little bit and I want, will you kind of give us a little bit more of an explanation of what NMT is? Yes. Um, 
So neuromodulation, take the word neuro and it's neurological system. Yeah. Modulation means to change or adjust. So mm -hmm. it's okay. I've got to explain something else first. So okay, there's yeah. a process called muscle testing. It's a yes. way to ask the body questions. I don't know if you've covered this already in your show. We haven't, but I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll explain briefly what muscle testing is. Um, it's asking the body a question and the you're really asking the subconscious mind and you're getting an answer through a strong or weak muscle. So if you were in my office and you put your arm out and I could test you, let's say I have a supplement here. I'll just grab a bottle, whatever this is. Right. So let's say, um, your body doesn't want this. Your, your arm would go weak. Like, Oh, that's not good for me. Cause your subconscious mind picks up on the energy of it and knows. Mm. And if this is something that you need, let's say it's vitamin C and you, you really need it, then your, your muscle would be strong. And, and then you can say how many um, of these vitamin C would you need right now? And when your arm goes, let's say you say one, two, three, and then your arm goes weak at four, you know, three was what kept you strong. So three is your dosage, right? That's your body knows. It's yes. so smart. So that's muscle testing briefly. And, and, and can I just say like, this is scientifically proven, like they, there's a yeah. lot of research behind it. Cause I think for some people you're like, woo woo, but I, I've, I use muscle testing all the time. So I just think it's so cool because you can truly get to know what your body needs and not have to go pay hundreds of dollars for someone else to tell you. Or get a lot of diagnostic tests. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what I want to say is there's, um, Again, there's a lot of science on this, but if they're, if they're, each substance emits photons of energy and our body emits photons. So it's, it has to do with light, uh, reading the substances. Mm. Um, but even more wacky than that is that you can ask the body any question. So the way an MT is set up is you're asking, you're just continually querying the body. You're mm. just continually asking questions. So <clears throat> I'm going to give one specific example that isn't about autism, but it should illustrate an MT. Okay. Okay. So let's say that you've had low back pain for 20 years, this consistent nagging pain. Well, our skin has these sensors, right? They're called sensory end organs. This is all science. Um, so we can have an end organ, a sensory end organ that registers pain, right? We can have one that says, this is hot. This is cold. This is a vibration. This is tension, right? They're different. They pick up these different things and then they transmit that signal all the way up to the brain, right? So it comes up the spine into the brain and there's an area in the center of the brain called the thalamus, which almost all the signals go through kind of mm -hmm. like a busy highway. And then it comes into the frontal cortex of the brain and it says pain, right? That's when we recognize, oh my gosh, pain. Mm. Now, what if the body made a mistake and that sensory end organ wasn't a pain sensor, but it was actually a vibration sensor. And I ask the body the questions to find that out. And the body says, oh, you're right. That was a vibration center. What happens? 20 years of pain is gone like that because you just gave the body the correct information. What? Yeah. Crazy. But there's other errors the nervous system can make. Mm. So you know, the old game of telephone where you sit in a circle and you whisper something to the kid next to you. And then by yeah. the time it gets all the way around, it says something different. Our nervous system can do that too. So maybe it was a pain sensor, but uh, it got mixed up along the way and it came as, you know, saying something else or, um, 
or we have what's called a sensory inhibition system. So, you know, if you're sitting in a cafe and you're drinking coffee with your friend, um, all that background noise kind of dulls because your, your brain automatically dulls that. So you can focus on your conversation or your studying or your reading, whatever you're doing. Mm. That's our sensory inhibition um, system. So if that isn't working, especially in kids with autism, are the sensory systems off, right? Mm. It can be what we call facilitated, meaning making the signals bigger. Or it can be inhibited, meaning we, we have some kids who don't have any pain sensitivity. They can take pain like crazy. Um, so maybe their system's inhibited. So they're not picking, their brain isn't transferring the right information. So these are just some examples. If you query the brain, if you look into the system and you say, what's really happening here? Can you show me the picture? And you create that awareness, then mm. you can shift that awareness. It's kind of a little bit like quantum jumping. It's just, you're just picking a different quantum reality. You're saying, it's like your teacher corrects your paper and this isn't the way you spell hand. This is the way you spell hand and you go, Oh, got it. Mm, that is so cool. How do you actually do an empty? How, how do you actually do it? Is it just energetic work or do you have to hook up to something? Oh no, it's just energetic work. Okay. It's just me as a practitioner or whoever the NMT practitioner is, um, saying, let's say I'm doing a session on you and I can do it virtually on video because we know that time and space, like the, because of yes. quantum rules. Right. Yes. Um, and so if you don't understand quantum rules, that's okay. Uh, it, just trust me that there's these, you know, quantum reality says we're all interconnected and that I can affect you from a distance. Oh, and cool. so we agree to be entangled. And so you're over there and I'm over here and um, I tell people it's a little bit like talking on a cell phone, right? So if I have my cell phone, there's a wave going to the cell tower, going to the satellite, going to your uh, cell tower near you to your phone. So it's just waves. We're communicating with waves. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when I muscle test, we're communicating with waves. It's just a different kind of wave. And so we agree. Yeah, we agree to entangle. And so then I can read you. And, um, and I literally muscle test with my finger as a surrogate for you. And then, um, and then I find I just ask the right questions. So I'll ask your body to go ahead and scan itself. And we're looking for this, this, this. So we scan the nervous system, the immune system, the endocrine, the digestive, whatever we want to look for. So I can ask detailed questions down to the cellular mitochondrial level, or I can ask questions about the hormones, or I can, ask, you can ask anything as long as you put it in a yes, no format. Mm, that is so awesome. I just love it. Um, do you, so you can muscle test yourself. Is that something or because you're doing this and I actually do the muscle testing where you use your fingers. I know most of you can't see what exactly that is, but you can muscle test. Can you muscle test yourself or is your, does, is, could there be some sort of barrier? There can be, I mean, okay. you can muscle test yourself. I muscle test myself all the time. Every time I take a supplement or mm -hmm. every time I eat, I'm like, what supplements do I need? Yes. So I'm muscle testing all the time. I think that the trick is to remain neutral. So if I'm like, um, muscle testing for my really sick child, who's just been in an accident or something like that's probably not going to work because I'm emotionally entangled and I can yes. be skewing the answer. But if I stay neutral, um, I can, I can, yeah, it's not a problem. Okay. That is so cool. Okay. This, this is just so awesome. I, I have just been so into, uh, quantum physics and energy and how we all are like, this is a hologram that we live in, which just like totally blows my mind. <laughs> um, so, so let's get back to like with the kids you work with, we, you, you mentioned that, 
a lot of times if we're with they're autistic, I don't, is that something you can actually diagnose because there's a huge spectrum, isn't there within that? And is Asperger's the same as autism? Well, since I'm a nutritionist, I, okay. I don't diagnose, I don't right. have a medical right. license. So I don't diagnose, but, um, and the diagnoses have changed over the last 10 years or so, but, um, yes, uh, they do give a diagnosis for autism and it is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I even see, you know, ADHD, asthma, allergies as a spectrum from the sense I'm looking at it. And let me explain that. Cause I don't mean to tell you if your child has asthma, they're autistic. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Uh, what I'm saying is there's a spectrum of health and I feel like, um, the severely autistic kids, there are health issues. There are things in their body that don't belong that create the disconnection mm -hmm. that get in the way of connection. Yeah. And, um, and then that same thing is happening with the kids with allergies and asthmas. It's just a different way it shows up in the body. Mm. So there's still disconnections or there's still dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It's because stuff is in the body that doesn't belong. And I'm happy to talk more about that when you're ready. Uh, I actually, I would, I think that's a great lead in. I would love to learn like, what are, what are causing these issues in our children? Like, what yeah. is it? I mean, I'm sure there's a big spectrum of them, but what are you seeing? And, and, and maybe after that, we can, I would love to dive into, you're talking about draining the system. I'd love to talk more about that. So our listeners can kind of understand that. Cause I think no matter where you are, it's, I'm all always about like, how can I detox my body? How can I, you know, bring it into balance? So I think these, if I'm not uh, mistaken, these are things that we can all kind of think, start to think about and implement in our lives. That is so true. So we live in a super toxic environment. You know, we've killed off fish and insects and even the polar bears have plastics in them, you know, so think about this. They're not even exposed to these things, but if you live in a city, if yeah. you look at the environmental working group, ewg.org and their tap water database, you'll see what's in your tap water. You just type in your zip code. I did this for a course I taught and I'd let there were, you know, several people I put in their zip codes and showed them what was in their water that's being tested. Now there's stuff that isn't even tested. There's like right. 72,000 chemicals listed with the uh, EPA. And so um, we have chemicals everywhere. And what I suspect is generationally, we're building more and more in the bodies. I think this is why a lot of women can't get pregnant, why there's a lot of infertility, why there's a lot of PCOS and reproductive issues. Uh, I feel like it's because we're toxic. So everyone can learn from this, yeah. uh, no matter what your age, but unfortunately our kids being born, like in the last 20 years are getting the load of it. And then if you think everything that they're exposed to think about our indoor air quality, all the things that are off gassing, um, furniture that's sprayed with fire retardants, our beds that we spend a third of our life in have fire retardants and the kids pajamas and these things disrupt hormone. They disrupt a lot of function. So those are just a few, I'm not even talking about the body care products and oh, I'm sure things you've talked food. about on your show. Yeah. <laughs> food, food. Well, what we call food isn't food. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm -mm. So I can tell you kids on the autism spectrum will tend to eat chicken nuggets and French fries and rice and, um, you know, not a whole lot else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're very limited in their, in their diet. 
And then that creates nutritional deficiencies. So yeah. even if all those things were, were trying to work in the body, they don't have the raw materials, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually a miracle that kids are still alive with autism because yeah. there's so much wrong in the body. And what I like to do is to get that stuff out. And here's the thing. If you picture gears turning, like in those old style watches or grandfather clocks, and you've got sticks or wrenches in them, the gears aren't going to turn. This is what the biochemistry in the body, this is what's happening. So when you have, let's say a heavy metal, let's say mom had um, those silver dental amalgams, which have mercury in them, or mom was exposed to uranium while she was pregnant or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that stuff gets into the baby and it stops the biochemistry from working. And so you can't convert to chemicals you need in your body. And when you pull those toxins out, all of a sudden the gears can turn again and then function resumes. But because there's so much dysfunction, so many places, and this full load of toxins in in the child and in most of us, Mm. we have to pull them out in a methodical, slow way that isn't going to harm the body in the process. Mm. So basically autism, I would say equals toxicity. And when you have toxicity, you invite pathogens because those toxins are their food. And then that creates immune system disruption, right? We see eczema, allergies, um, different rashes, different food sensitivities, um, gut issues. So the immune system is disrupted. The nervous system can't develop properly. And um, it's, if you take a holistic view, anything can be affected and then you can have any behavior that because everyone on the autism spectrum, they, they're very unique. They're each different. They each, my clients each come with different um, symptoms and different behaviors. But if you look at the root cause underneath it's toxicity, it just lands in different places and does different things. Mm. Okay. Wow. So um, before we go into, uh, you know, detoxification and draining the systems, and, and maybe this, this is kind of a part of that, but what, where do you start? Like, where are the, what are like the big areas that you begin to start eliminating toxins for these families? Well, first of all, we definitely have to look at the gut because what we're putting and diet, because what we're putting in the body is what the body becomes. So that's key. That's, that's really the first place. (laughs) And, and, And before you move on, I love this many, um, children that are kind of on that spectrum, it's have a really hard time making dietary changes. How, mm-hmm. how do you approach and like I and I I know some children that are that are can p- potentially be on there and it's really charming. Their their diet restrictions are so. I mean, they maybe eat two or three things, mm-hmm. and it's like the parents just don't know what to do. And so, how do you how do you kind of help kids with, that are so picky that are unwilling to try new things? How is there? Well, you you actually you can get to wh- why that's going on. So one could be a zinc deficiency and. Um, so adding zinc can be helpful, um, just from the get-go and then also continually exposing them to the same foods. Now, some kids have a sensory aversion issue, mm-hmm. whether it's texture or taste, but zinc helps to change the taste buds. So that can be really helpful to get kids. So what I see consistently is kids start eating more and more varieties of foods. That's what the parents tell me, <coughs> excuse me, as I work with them. Um, but it's not it's not so simple and it's not so easy. You know, I have to tell you, I wrote a blog once, um, on 
picky eating. And I had a dad write me back and he said, in third world countries, there's no such thing as picky eating. And it really struck me because I think, and I don't want to dissuade anyone in parenting or anything, but I think we give in too easily Mm -hmm. to our kids. So there's also an energetic dynamic there and an emotional Mm -hmm. thing. We don't want our kids to starve. I totally understand that. But what this dad did is he just let his kid not eat for a few days until he was hungry enough to eat what was offered. Mm. That's the hard way. Yeah, for sure. It's hard emotionally on us as parents. Yeah. But I'm just saying there are other ways, right? Yes. Um, And then one of the main reasons that kids want to eat what they eat, I think, is because they have microbes that are driving them to do behaviors. Yeah. So that's part of the toxicity, if you want to get into that. Yeah. Well, no, that, yes. I mean, please. And, and I do want to go back on some of the other things, like just, just the little tip of zinc. I know that's not like the quick fix, but that little insight, it's so amazing. And, and, and also this idea, um, you know, this whole kid food thing, like, where did that come from? When did we start feeding our kids different foods? Cause that really messed things up. Mm-hmm. We should all be eating whole foods, ideally out of our own gardens, oh, <laughs> ideally, right? <laughs> but you know, at least organic, you shop, you know, the aisles of yep. the grocery store. And, um, and I think that a lot of us as parents did not learn how to cook growing up. So yeah. that's a valuable skill. Yes, that we should have uh, and teach our children. Yes. Yeah. That's so big. So get the, get them in the kitchen and and make them part of the process. Just going to the grocery store, planning on what they want. And the garden, we, we started a garden about a year ago and it has been so amazing. Like so great. It's so great for the kids to go out there and pick stuff and just watch it grow. It really gets you back into that connection with nature and -hmm. where food comes from. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So food obviously is such a big part of the toxicity. And then where do you go next? Maybe we can talk about one or two more and then we can start talking about the detoxification process. This is so good. Oh, where do I go next? Um, well, diet is huge, but I feel like sometimes in order to change the diet, you need to start getting at the toxicity. So, um, you know, when I do NMT, I start with, um, assessments, so we're always going to assess what is going on in the body. And just over the years, I've developed what, what someone with autism or dysfunction might have. So I look for those things. And a lot of times they're, they're not pooping, right? They're constipated. And that is huge. If your child isn't pooping, they're not getting rid of toxins. And guess what? They're getting reabsorbed through the colon and just getting redistributed. So after your child's liver works so hard to push those toxins out, it has to do it all over again. Ugh. Yeah. So our our liver's overwhelmed. People aren't pooping. So we really have to start there. We have Mm -hmm. to start with constipation and there's so many things people can do with constant for, for constipation. So do you want me to say a few of those? Yeah, please. please. Okay. So aloe vera juice, um, not in any order magnesium. So natural calm magnesium citrate, Mm -hmm. but there's also, um, global healing is a company and they have, um, Magnesium hydroxide that is ozonated. So it kind of pulls the biofilm off the gut and it'll help the feces eliminate. Um, Castor oil packs, um, rubbing castor oil, like doing an an actual physical colon massage 
um, can help loosen up stagnant feces on the walls. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids with autism, there's research on this, um, have, if you, if you touch your right side ribs down at the bottom of your ribs, yeah. so everyone do that. Um, your colon, where your colon comes up the right side and goes over toward the left, there's a uh-huh. little bend there. Uh-huh. That area tends to be really compacted in kids with autism. Somehow the feces isn't making it through that corner. Huh. Um, so it gets blocked. You see a lot of kids um, who have constipation, like they're, they're pushing on a couch arm with their belly, or they have belly pains, or they have a lot of gas, or I see a lot of distended bellies. Um, so getting things moving through the digestive tract is huge and that alone can make behavior changes. So I have parents tell me that their, the kid's aggression decreases after they poop, their anxiety decreases after their poop. So think of it as, um, you've just flushed your toilet in your house and all that stuff from the toilet goes out the sewer pipes out through the house and the yard and into the city sewer system. If the... If the city sewer system is backed up, that stuff is just going to back up in the toilet. And then what's it going to do? It's going to get all in your house. Who wants Mm. that waste all over the place? No, this is kind of what's happening in the body. Mm. Wow. (sighs) Yeah, that's huge. That's that's like huge. And that's connected to the digestive system. Mm. So, you know, it's still digestion that we're working on and even working on the liver is still digestion. So it's, that's the big key of where to start. Mm, Okay. Wow. That's so good. I mean, just, just to start there, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure you're just, you know, creating better meals and getting your food, your kids to try, you know, that that's a big thing for us is you don't have to eat it, but you have to try it. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've noticed is when they try things like sauerkraut or things that they normally wouldn't like, they're like, Oh, I, I actually want some more of that. Where, you know, so it's, that's kind of, a, cause I'm, I'm not about forcing my kids to eat anything, but they have to try it. It's all about expanding your taste buds. And we talk about why that's so important. Um, so yeah. Okay. I love it. So good. So constipation, really the diet. And then is there anything that we can do to support our kids liver? Cause you've mentioned the liver. It's such an important organ in our body for detoxification. Is there anything that we can do as parents to help our kids livers do a better job? Well, the castor oil packs I spoke about are, um, so you just take a wool cloth or a flannel cloth and you put castor oil on it and then you put a a heat bag over it. So you can look online and see how to do a castor oil pack. And you know, not all kids will sit for that. So, um, you can do castor oil internally, organic castor oil, a teaspoon that might help things move through. Um, what else for the liver? There are lots of herbs that are helpful for the liver, but I just want to stay general on that because I think different people need different things. Yes. One thing that may not be popular with kids is bitters. Yes. Yeah. So there's, um, they're like bitter herbs and you just take a little squirt or a teaspoon of bitters. And what that does is it starts your bile, um, squeezing out of the gallbladder and it starts your liver. Like it gets your body, your digestive system ready to digest. Mm. So Mm. that could be helpful, but, uh, you know, if kids aren't used to bitters that might not work for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, um, I know one thing is that our, our taste buds, renew every 14 days. And I think that's really important for people or if our parents to know is that, you know, when you're in this process and you're trying to change a diet, like we can change the way our kids 
receive food, you know, and, and perceive it in, in their, I mean, it's, so it does take a little, it does take some willpower and like upgrades. Yes. (laughs) Think about upgrading your app on your phone. It's like upgrading their it's their taste bud apps. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Upgrade your taste bud apps. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Okay. So, um, you know, you, uh, even before this, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit, we talked about draining the body and doing that in a systematic way. Can you speak about that and what that means and how that supports the process of getting the toxins out of our, our bodies and kids' bodies. Yeah. Um, well, let's think of the bottle, the body, like an upside down, upside down triangle, like a funnel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And at the very bottom is the rectum, right? That's where the poop's going to come out. Yep. And if, guess what? If that's blocked, mm. is anything else going to come out? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. So that's the first thing you have to unblock that, that bottom of the funnel. The next level up on the funnel is the liver. And guess what? People these days, their livers are so overwhelmed. What happens when it's like a full toilet, right? What happens when the toilet's full, it'll leak over. So maybe we have another like catchment system, right? Mm -hmm. That in, in our bodies, that's the kidneys and the skin. So if you're seeing, if your child has eczema, rashes, psoriasis, that's a liver gallbladder issue. Wow. Because their toxins are spilling out and they have to be released somewhere. Boils, Mm. little bumps on the arms. That's usually liver. And then the kidneys. So if your child is, and I see this in autism a lot. If your child is drinking lots of water, seems to be constantly thirsty, um, urinating a lot, you know, more than a normal amount, uh, bedwetting, day wetting, um, we call that P-tox. And what that means is the liver is spilling over those toxins and says, Hey, I'm full. You guys go out this way. So it sends it out through the kidneys. And then that water is constantly flushing. So that's another sign that the liver is overwhelmed, right? So that's, that's, we need to open that up and we need to give support to the liver and support to the kidneys and probably the skin a little bit, Mm. you know, sauna is a great thing for that. Some of the light frequencies. Um, So the next level up on the funnel is our lymphatic system. So mainly we don't think about this, but think about all the pipes in your house. That's your waste system. Think about the, this it's similar. The lymph is the pipe system for your body to carry out waste. So it's right next to your blood vessels and it, they, the lymph vessels touch every cell. Our cells do work. They produce waste normally and they poop it outside the cell, right? It goes into the lymph and it gets, gets carried to the liver to be processed and, and get, go out of the body. Well, if our lymph is backed up, if our liver is backed up, it's likely our lymph is backed up and we'll see frequently, um, swollen lymph nodes, maybe Mm -hmm. under, maybe at the neck, under the armpits, maybe at the groin. And, um, those are common places. We also have some lymph nodes in our um, belly. So maybe some stuff going on there. Um, so those need to carry the waste away. Otherwise we're just backing up, backing up, backing up. So imagine that, imagine you haven't taken the trash out of your house for a year. Mm. What does that look like? Ugh, not good. Okay. Yeah. Now you're trying to take it out. You put it on the street, right. In your bins and, um, the garbage trucks haven't come for three months. So guess what? Everyone's garbage is just piling up in the streets. So this is the lymph system, right? It's not open. And so things aren't getting through. Obviously they are to some degree, 
but then your body has to find like a pack rat. It has to find places to, to stuff this stuff. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Toxins love fat cells. And guess what our brain is a lot of fat. Wow. Right. So we're going to put those toxins wherever the body can find to put them mostly Mm. in fatty areas. Okay. That's our lymph. Can I, can I ask you just something quickly um, about the lymph? Um, Isn't it from what I've heard, it's almost like um, uh, a river that won't move unless you move. Is that true? Um, There are no valves like, um, like our veins don't have valve or sorry, um, muscles to like our arteries have muscles to move the blood, our, our veins and our lymphatic system doesn't, they have valves. And so um, movement makes things go up Mm -hmm. and then the valve closes. So it doesn't, so gravity doesn't pull Mm -hmm. it back down. So yes, movement makes the lymph move around. So that's super helpful. But even if you have a backed up liver, like, where is it going to go? Where is it going to go? And so um, just one last question. So, you know, when you have kids that get their tonsils out or adenoids out, is that, that those are part of the lymph system, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that, is that, is that a sign that the lymph system is struggling and that it's backed up? it could be the lymph, but it could be the immune system too. It could okay. be chronic infections. And right. sometimes it's beneficial to get those out because then at least you're taking out the chronic infection yeah. issue, but then you have kind of less of an army to fight things. Right. So right. it's a double-edged sword. I can see reasons to keep them and to take them out. Yeah. Um, so after the lymph, then we, we have cells, right? So if our cells aren't pooping out that waste, where are they putting it? Mm. Um, so they're pack ratted in inside the cells maybe, and then that disrupts function. And then inside the cells, we have this little organism called the uh, little organelle called the mitochondria. It produces all the cellular currency, all the energy currency for the body. So a lot of kids that I see, they, their mitochondria aren't working well. We have, um, about a thousand in our muscles, about 2000 in our liver and about maybe five, sorry, 5,000 liver and maybe about 10,000 in our brain. And so imagine if our, if only half our mitochondria are working or we only, we don't have enough, like that's half the brain power. So then your nerves aren't going to connect, mm. right? This is the last thing to drain our head, our brain. That's the last thing to drain. And that lymph in the neck, especially has to be open and it has to be able to flow somewhere. So I'm just going to summarize real quick. Please. Our body is like a picture, our waste system, like a funnel with an upside down triangle the colon has to be releasing, the liver has to be working, the lymph has to be flowing, the cells have to be moving, and then the Mm -hmm. brain can drain. Now, I feel like partly what's going on in autism is toxins in the brain, inflammation, and things are just kind of like, it's like a hamster spinning on the wheel. You're not going anywhere. Um, So draining in the right order, starting at the bottom, And then pulling the toxins out is going to shift a lot of things in the body. And there's a process and an order. And that's what I'm most excited about these days. Mm. What incredible work. Like, wow. I mean, you're really changing kids' lives, parents' lives. And, and you know, what just makes me so sad is this isn't common knowledge. Nope. You know, what makes me sad is that I hear from parents who take their their two-year-old or their, you know, child who's regressed into their pediatrician, they say, oh yeah, this is autism and there's nothing you can do. Go do this behavior therapy and there's nothing we can do. So be prepared to put him in an institution when he's 18, because there's no services after that, right? You just have to go 
in some group home. And that breaks my heart. That it, it that's criminal. I mean, it really is. I mean, that is just, I, I mean, it's, it's a life, it's a whole, it's a family. I mean, so many people are affected by toxins and we it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Luminaries, we just can't see them. That's true. We can't see them and we don't know, and we're not being told. And, you know, there's tons and tons and tons of research on all of this. And unless the media picks it up and it becomes like out there, yeah. we don't know. So right. thank goodness for you and getting information out there. Right. <laughs> oh, it's my honor. I, I am so grateful that um, this podcast can be a platform for your knowledge and other people's just to help educate moms, because you're right. They're not going to get it on media because the pharmaceutical industry is, is, you know, they don't, they don't profit from people getting better. I I saw, I mean, they don't make cures, they make customers and that's Mm -hmm. what it's about. And it's like, and us mothers, if we really want to create health in our lives, we have to create it. Yep. And you know what? That's why I quit biotech because biotech is just like the long range arm of the pharmaceutical company mm. coming up with developments for new, new processes in the body and new drugs. And, you know, I saw that for a long time before I had the courage to quit, but I just said, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to walk my talk. And it was a struggle because I, I feel like a salmon swimming upstream, mm. but, um, it just, it's, my integrity to not contribute to that. So don't even get me started on the pharmaceutical thank, industry. Thank you. No, it takes courage to walk away from this, you know, this deep conditioning and this, this deep rooted, I think it's evil system that is really tearing humanity apart. And this is why I love mom so much because I am a mom uh, because I know how hard it is. And it, and, it, and it is, it feels like you are a salmon swimming upstream as a mother trying to keep your kids healthy. But, but here's the thing. If you do these things that you're talking about, the drainage to the detox that I'm talking about, you will see the changes and like more than media telling you more than big brother telling you, if you see the changes in your own life and your kids' lives, that that's the, that's the clue that this is real. So it's really hard these days to distinguish reality from what I call the matrix, <laughs> yes. what we're guided to believe mm-hmm. exists. It's, yeah. it's really different. So um, I feel like the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's nothing like a mother seeing improvement and seeing a shift in their child to, and that will be the fuel that will light that fire to continue on. And then it just becomes second nature. It becomes a way of life. And there is, yeah. you can't unknow Exactly. You can't unknow. Um, I just, I wanted to give an example. I keep this keeps popping into my head, so I must have to say it. Um, So I I started a group program with this drainage and detox for people. And uh, one of the moms in my group, she was telling me that her child started pooping every day and started to not be afraid of pooping outside the house. So he wouldn't poop outside the house. And so that limited where they could go as a family. They could never stay overnight at grandma's. Mm -hmm. They couldn't stay long time places because he wouldn't poop outside the house. There was anxiety and, and fear. And anyway, after being on the program for maybe a month, not even like it changed her life. 
it changed the family's life. It changed his life where he is, he would come and say he had to poop and there was this whole like repetitive routine he would do with her, mm-hmm. um, which is common in autism, right? There's this repetitive and I have to do the script mm-hmm. um, until one day he just came up to her and he said, I just pooped. Like none of the rigmarole, none of that stuff. And now they can go out of the house and he can stay overnight somewhere. Like that's big. Huge. That mama can have a date night with her husband. Like, how does that affect your relationships? And then also the energy on for the other children. Like it mm-hmm. just changes everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Because if she's spending less time attending to his stuff, then right. the other kids get more attention. Like it just balances the family energy in a way. Oh. So it's not just the child with autism we're working on. Yeah. It's literally, you can change family dynamics. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So beautiful. Luminar, so can you kind of explain, like, how do you work with people? What do you offer so that if there is someone here that has a child that's on the spectrum or knows someone and is going to refer this podcast to them, like, how do they find you and how do they just start to get in touch with you or learn about your services so that they can start to make these changes? Oh, good question. Thanks. Um, yeah. yeah, my website is called Autism Transformed. And actually I'm going to have my own podcast in probably a couple of months. So, um, so people will be able to learn more on there and, um, that'll be hosted on my website and other places where podcasts are. Um, so that's where I would say start because I have information on there. If you're just starting out, or if you've been in this process a long time, like I have some people in their twenties and the parents have been like, I've been doing this for 15 years. What do I do now? And we can still see changes. Yeah. Um, so go to my website and then I do work one-on-one with people and I, I'll do packages. I usually work for a year with someone because it's a process where yeah. un, we're untangling a big tangled ball of yarn. Yeah. And then, um, and then I just started my group program. Uh, right now I'm calling it the autism recovery plan that might change, but that's what it is right now. Okay. And I, I map out their plan of attack you know, how, what they're going to do, how they're going to change. And then what can, you know, and teach them what contributes to this and then how to avoid that stuff. And just, there's all kinds of information about like, probably like what you promote about food and about devices and about cleaning your air and cleaning your home and cleaning your bodies. So, um, so we can live a more, um, detox lifestyle. I guess we can't live a pure life because there's no purity anymore, but (laughs) we can be as clean as possible. Yeah. And and so there's all kinds of that stuff in it. And, um, and I'm really happy about that because I can help so many more people at once. And and then we have a community of people who can chat and learn from each other. And that is so good. I've been in group programs and I love that aspect of it. So I do too. I'm all about the group programs, the community, like really connecting with people on a certain way of living or, you know, just something that you need support on. Like it's, it is changing because you know, I think I'm sure I don't, I'm sure you're a lot of your clients feel that they're alone. Like it's so isolating and they don't have that support and they don't know other people going through it. So it just, and just that amount of stress just to feel isolated and alone in this life with what you're dealing with is it's, it's horrible. Exactly. To know you're not going through it alone. And then also a question someone else asks in the community might be a question that you never knew you had, but it's yes. so relevant. Oh, yes. <laughs> or, or it sparks a, an idea or right. an inspiration. And it's, it's, it's just all that magic that happens when you're able to like really connect and collaborate with people on the same mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Yeah. I almost choked on my own spit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what I wanted to say about that group program is that I'll usually do a free masterclass. And then we, I, I detail some of the things that um, we're seeing in the kids that are in that program and the parents, but also just what's included and what, like, you know, just some more details about it and you can yeah. learn and you don't have to commit at that point mm. just to a little bit open the mind a little yeah. bit more. I love that. Well, anytime you have a masterclass, please let me know. I'd love to share that with the community and um, just support your work. I am so grateful um, that you just came on to share your message and what you're doing. It's so important. It's so incredible. And it, and for me, it, it, it just brings so much hope and, and I'm not dealing with a child with autism, but I've learned so many things on just, cause my, you know, my kids are picky eaters and I have these things, but it's like, I picked up a little things. And even with the muscle testing, because just before we wrap up, we do muscle testing at home with the kids. And so I'm like, why don't, you know, when they want to eat that sugary treat that they bring home from school or a friend gave them, like, let's test it. Okay. Just be aware. Because that's a big thing. It's like, just be aware. Does this make me stronger or does it make me weaker? And yeah. You can like, show them with their yes. bodies. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's huge. Then they can make an informed decision because that's what it's about. You know, it's just and for them, their body to respond like that. So no matter where you are in this parenting journey, it's, there's so much that you brought to us and just help, you know, your inspiration and wisdom. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you just getting this word out there and reaching the people who are the right ones to hear it. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. you. It's again, I love this. I'm so honored. And it's, it's really just such a passion of mine just to help moms figure it out, man. Cause you're right. We're not going to hear about this in mainstream media, you know, or from our conventional doctors. Like we really have to advocate for our, our ourselves and our family. And that's really we're the only ones that's that's gonna do it so let's go let's awesome. go let's go all right everyone well um thanks again luminara and we will see uh, you all on the next hippie moms podcast bye how amazing was that right all right so before you go please subscribe um, if you feel so inclined, write me a review so this podcast can get out to more and more mothers that are needing this help. Um, and make sure that if you know someone or you are a parent um, with a child on with autism or on the spectrum, please uh, take this podcast, use the tools, sign up for Luminar's uh, masterclass and or share this. Uh, we need to get her information out and know that parents parents need to know they're not alone this is a this is a scary journey you guys and my I'm just so grateful I have an opportunity to uh, bring her and this gift to more and more moms so uh, check it out the links below and uh, I'll catch you on the next podcast bye